time for the Thursday free-for-all on the On the Airways, The Infinity Project. Good evening, everybody. <laughs> yeah, let's just say after last night, some of us here are not quite happy about this right now. <laughs> anyway, oh, we're going to be on the Airways, The we're going to be on the Airways the Infinity Project, and uh, let me read this way. Last night, we practically had a disaster, okay? Uh, for some of the reason, all of us were talking. The show was not ready to go, but by the time it started, we heard absolutely nothing. I couldn't hear Tim and Janet. They couldn't hear me. I tried cell phone. I tried to go to my computer. Zilch. So we had to end the show after 50 minutes of nothing. So we definitely would like to apologize to all the listeners who are expecting attention to one last night. So, as a result, we are going to move attention to one to next Wednesday night. All right? So we are going to get it back. We'll do this next Wednesday. But if you can barely hear me right now, that's because I'm on my cell phone because the dumb direct connect isn't working. <laughs> it almost never works. It's been it's working fine for me for several months. But last night was a disaster, and I tried tonight, and naturally, I so funny thing is, I can hear Tim. He could not hear me. He was like, screw it. I'll shut my cell phone. At least the cell phone works. <laughs> yeah, so hopefully, hopefully we don't have any more issues, especially after last night. Uh, um. <laughs> But anyway, uh, today is Thursday, or now I call it Friday Eve, and since it is Thursday, that means it's the Thursday free-for-all. We're going to have stories on the left, think, cry, get upset, we'll fire off a rant rocket at five, and I'll tell you right now, there's at least one story here that's got a, had an extreme rant rocket written all over it already. <laughs> anyway, excuse me. I'm your host for tonight. I'm on the stream, and right now I'm joined by... Red Ranger Tim, good evening to you, sir. Good evening, my dear. And I have a pretty good idea since Janet is two hours behind us. She's probably having a late dinner, which that's okay. That's understandable. And a who? Like I said, we do apologize for last night's little fiasco. So. But yes, always remember this. Ducks have feathers to cover their butt quacks. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Why can we start here? Oh, I want to start with this one. Um, you've probably heard of Peppa Pig. I think it's like a Nick Jr. Now, the show itself originates from the United Kingdom, okay? Now, let's see. Oh, let me see. Here's what's going on. The London Fire Brigade has accused Peppa Pig and Fireman Sam of sexism. (laughs) Seriously. Okay. Now, there's some parts, I believe, and some of them wake up. All right, so, here's what's going on. Uh, it comes from the episode, it comes after the episode used the term fireman instead of firefighter. Come on, Peppa Pig, we've not been firemen for 30 years, traded the brigade. You have a huge influence on kids, and using out-of-date, stereotypical, gender-specific wording prevents young girls from becoming firefighters. In England, 5.2% of firefighters are, in fact, women. The word was used in the episode of the hit show called The Fire Engine. Fireman Sam, the kids' show first broadcast in 1987, was also drawn in the news as London Fire Brigade, LFB, got behind its firefighting sexism campaign. TV presenter Piers Morgan tweeted, If women are being put off joining the fire service because Fireman Sam, a cartoon character, supposedly perpetuates no stereotypes, then I can politely polite suggest these women probably don't have what it takes to fight fires. LSB hit back saying that girls think they can't be firefighters because children's TV, children's TV continues to use outdated language. If you respect our work, then get our name right, the brigade tweeted. 
It was also unimpressed when one Twitter user pointed out there is a female firefighter in the show, Penny Morris. Sadly, Penny's involvement in the show was completely divided by the constant use of the outdated term fireman in the catchy theme tune, title, and on all merchandise, the debate said. Morgan continues to debate on TV's Good Morning Britain, telling viewers, Postman Pat, he can't be a postman anymore. What is he, a postperson? Postperson Patricia? And you can't have a black and white cat because that's racist. A statement from Mattel, the company behind the show, said it was committed to representing firefighters' work in the most appropriate way through our entertaining show for children. Fireman Sam is a much loved and iconic band, and we are constantly evolving to make sure that we stay true to the show's heritage as well as representing the world that children see around them today, it said. The team always refers to, to throughout the show as firefighters, except Sam, who has not evolved since his title in his, show, in his role as the show's namesake. Earlier this week, LFB also tweeted its praise of a new Barbie firefighter doll, saying it was helping girls and boys to imagine everything they can become. I just have one question. Why isn't there that firefighter Barbie here in the U.S. yet? Oh, my. Send that, send that firefighter Barbie here. <laughs> After all, New York New York City, there's like an entire, um, there's another station of all women. All female firefighters. That's what I'm going to see every day. What's the good thing? Because the thing is, when it comes to firefighting, the women have to meet the same standards as the men. There's no special treatment or no special changes. It's like American Ninja Warrior. Because the obstacle course is the same for men and women. There's absolutely no change. Like, I think it's very smart. It's like, I know I can never get on that show, but... <laughs> but it's nice to know that men and women can now be treated equally on that option, course. Which is always a good thing. Let's see. Oh, excuse me. I'm really sorry. Oh, my. Yeah, I'll probably go to bed as soon as the show's over. All right. Here's something interesting. Um, There's somebody in California who's built a home in the style of the Flintstones. Unfortunately, the neighbors are calling it an eyesore. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, dear, that's right. And this was posted two days ago. Anyway, um, the owner of a Flintstones house in California is being sued by neighbors over the eyesore property, which features big metal dinosaurs and a yabba dabba do sign. All right, so this is in this is in Hillsboro, California. When you're with the Flintstones, have a yabba dabba do time, a dabba do time, we'll have a gay old time. So goes the tune to the 1960s hit cartoon, The Flintstones, which ran for six seasons over six years. It turns out the old theme song might not have been on the money, however, as the current neighbors of a Stone Age-themed Flintstones house are certainly not having a gay old time at all. This particular rubble rousing of road... (laughs) You know, here's where some of the bad puns get started. Oh, there she is. Hello. Hey, sorry I'm late. You made it. Yep. Yeah. Woo. Woot. Sorry I'm late, but I was to direct connect my cell phone. No, is direct, direct connect, connect for me tonight is not Direct Connect is not, no. It's not No. It is not working for me tonight, so I'm on my cell phone. Okay. We had we were having a bit of a repeat of last night where Shirley could hear me, but I could not hear her. Well, I'm right. here now. I'm here now. Yeah. yeah, well, I got the cell phone going, so it's okay now. What did I miss? Anything? Okay, well, so far, so far I've heard the story of the Peppa Pig story. The the what story? Peppa Pig. Peppa Pig story, you know, Fireman Oh, yeah, Sam. the one I bought to your attention. Mm-hmm. That is a bunch no, actually, of bullshit. Po- as far as well, I'm actually, concerned. I had posted it. I posted it on BTA and um, Total Tunage anyway. 
but this is also dead on both DC and Told Tunage. Uh, the Flintstones House in California. Oh, yeah, the people complained. Yep. Anyway, uh, I'm back. I just got on paragraph three here. This particular rubble rousing abode is not in Bedrock, though, but is instead found in the affluent neighborhood of Hillsborough, California. And the community has finally had enough of the renegade design distributions what? of uh, one of its citizens. Oh, God. Sheesh. Hey, Shirley, yeah. uh, Tim, did you see yeah. this um, um, post that Greg posted a couple of hours, about three hours ago on Facebook? I don't know. I. I do a whole bunch of different stuff for the and I probably haven't yet. The pussification of America. Fart rape. How oh. crazy are feminists? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, in a lawsuit filed on Wednesday, I think it was, let's see, was it Wednesday or was it last week? That's yeah, probably last week. Attorneys representing the wealthy community argued that the property had become a public nuisance and that the owner had made a number of additions without proper permits. The town said the additions made to 45 Berry S away create a highly visible eyesore and are out of keeping with community standards, according to the San Francisco Chronicle. The unique home was designed in the 1970s by Bay architect William Nicholson and was constructed by spraying concrete onto a mesh frame. The building's current owner, Bay Area businesswoman, philanthropist, and former publisher of the San Francisco Examiner, Florence Fang. Yes, that is her name, Florence Fang. Okay. Has made a number of additions to the dome property, including a troop of large metal dinosaur figures and a sign that reads, Yabba Dabba Doo. Several of Fang's changes to the property created live safety hazards that required immediate collision to protect visitors to the property. Mark Kudak, the attorney for Hillsborough, wrote in the lawsuit, according to the San Francisco Chronicle. Fang made her additions without approvals or permits, except for a very limited permit for a low wall in the front of the property, Kudak added. According to the San Mateo Daily Journal, Fang has already received three stop orders from the Hillsborough Building Department in the past and was fined $200 for landscaping additions at the end of last year after the department said they were designed to be very intrusive resulting in the owner's vision for her property being imposed on many other properties and views without regard to the desires of other residents. Though Fang paid the $200 penalty, she did not remove her unauthorized improvements to the property, prompting the town to sue. They ordered that she remove all the figurines and that she correct other code violations, Tudak said. We expect that the court will uphold this decision and order her to comply with the panel's decision. Fang's grandson said in a statement by the Associated Press that she will fight to save the Flintstone house. I think the dinosaurs are beautiful. They make everyone smile and just think, Sean Fang said. That's the end of the story. Well, you know what? If she did not have the proper permits, what made her think that she can um, get away with it? Yeah. See, the thing is, well, the thing is, it's an affluent neighborhood, but we don't know whether or not it's an HOA. Right. That's the only thing. If this isn't an HOA, then those neighbors need to mind their own business. Well, I can understand the neighbor's point of view. I can see both sides. Mm-hmm. You know? It'd be kind of like putting a giant flying saucer in your front yard. Right. But then again, I put a six-foot Yoda outside for Christmas, but that's only for a couple hours in the front of the house. <laughs> really? Yeah. Just wait till just wait till this Christmas. Yoda's going to have a partner, an eight-foot dragon. Oh yeah. Oh my. But, you know, I can see both views, but where yeah. is the neighbors? Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. I can't think uh, of the word I'm looking for. Rule? Uh, rules? Um, uh, their sense of childhood. Yeah. Oh, boy. Hold on. Okay. 
right. Oh, dear. There. There's JJ. Hey, JJ. He got back after last night's fiasco. You know, last night was a total disaster. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> All right. Uh, now, the next story I'm going to do, we've had, it's been fun, but guess what? Now it gets serious. So serious. In fact, this is going to require an extreme rant rocket. Oh, fire away. All right. Well, first, I'm gonna put this. I'm gonna put the link into both chats. Now we got JG up here, and um, let's just say. Oh, I saw yeah. that, but I didn't read it. Yeah, that's an extreme. Yeah. Yep. One extreme round rocket coming up. So everybody, take color now. <laughs> Okay, now I should warn you, some of the things you're going to hear are disturbing, okay? I want to give everybody a heads up right now. Some of this stuff is disturbing. So here's what's going on. Mama missed 20 girls' death. I wanted her to go away. And this is out of Doylestown, Pennsylvania. The mother of a girl who was raped, murdered, and dismembered testified Wednesday that she helped plot the attack and carry it out, telling her daughter before her death that I can't help you anymore. Appearing to smirk at times, Sarah Packer called me recounting how she watched her boyfriend sexually assault her daughter, 14-year-old Grace Packer, then strangle her in a hot attic outside Philadelphia. She said Grace looked at her as she was being choked to death, and Sarah Packer took her hand and told her it was okay to go. Grace had become, for lack of a better word, a non-entity, Sarah, Parker, Sarah Packer said in a, mono, in a monotone. She just didn't exist anymore. I wanted her to go away. Sarah Packer said when he came into sentencing hearing for Jacob Sullivan, who pleaded guilty to rape, first-degree murder, and other offenses in Grace's death. Prosecutors are seeking the death penalty for Sullivan. The defense is seeking life in prison. Sarah Packer has agreed to plead guilty to first-degree murder in exchange for a life sentence. On Wednesday, she told the jury that her daughter was a discipline problem, a very difficult child, and she wanted her dead. She admitted she hated Grace, shared a rape-murder fantasy with Sullivan, and helped hack up her daughter's body and dispose of it months later. Bucks County District Attorney Matthew Weintraub told the jury that he agreed to a license for Sarah Packer in exchange for her confession and guilty plea because the physical evidence against her was weak, because it was Sullivan who raped and killed Grace, and because her crimes did not qualify for the death penalty. I don't know. But Weintraub made it clear what he thought of Packer. Is it fair to say you're an utter and miserable failure at being a worthwhile human being, he thundered at her? Well, this testified about the impact of the killing early Wednesday. It's sick and sweet to know that Grace was abused, tortured, and literally thrown away like she was a piece of trash, said her cousin, Carrie Heiser, who with whom Grace lived for a time in 2015. Grace is in a better place now, free from evil and pain. Jurors saw photos of the bubbly child in happier times, sitting in the cabin of her uncle's big rig, frolicking in the sand at her first trip to the beach. Lighting a birthday cake at a pool party. But all that happened with relatives, not with Sarah Packer, a former county adoption supervisor who prosecutors say spent years physically and mentally abusing the little girl she fostered and then adopted. Sarah Packer testified that she and Sullivan tried to kill Grace with an overdose of over the counter medicine, taking the pills and the heat of the attic to kill her. She also admitted helping bind her daughter with zip ties and stuffing a ball gag in her mouth. The couple left her to die. 
Grace eventually managed to escape from her bodies and spit the gag out. And she was unable to make it out of the vacant house before Sullivan and Sarah Packer returned overnight, some 12 hours later, and Sullivan strangled her. Sarah Packer and Sullivan stored Grace's body in the cat litter for months, then hacked it up and dumped it in a remote area where hunters found it in October 2016. In a statement read by a detective, Grace's younger brother, Josh Packer, now 14, said the only way he could bear his loss is if adults know her story and then act to prevent child abuse. He said that if his big sister was told she could save other kids' lives by giving her own, she would have asked, what do I have to do? Watch out for all the kids so that a loss like Grace's loss never happens again, Josh wrote. Do your best to help kids who can't help themselves. That's not what happened in Grace's case. Sarah Packer and her husband at the time, David Packer, adopted Grace and Josh in 2007. The couple cared for dozens of foster children before David Packer was sent to prison for sexually assaulting Grace and a 15-year-old foster daughter at their Allentown home about an hour outside Philadelphia. Sarah Packer lost her job as a Northampton County adoption supervisor in 2010 and was barred from taking in any more foster children. The child welfare authorities did not remove Grace from the home despite evidence of abuse. The Pennsylvania Department of Human Resources launched an investigation after Grace's murder, but its findings have not been made public. And it says that she's proven guilty, but she admitted to it. Yeah, she she turned in a guilty plea, so she had life in prison. As far as I'm concerned, I don't think that's enough. Well, you want to know something? They ought to do hang her up by her I don't know what. Yeah. Hey, um Don't worry, when she's in prison, she needs facing that. You know what I think, honestly? What? If people like if people like her don't want children or they change their minds don't have sex or use yeah. protection. You don't get to send it back. You don't get to mm-hmm. kill it off. If you can't handle raising a child, then don't have unprotected sex. That's exactly have, what he did. If you then, or let's say you do, you have to, and you don't want to be a parent to that child anymore. There's a thing called adoption. Mm -hmm. There are people out there who can't have kids but would love to be a loving parent to a child. How Mm -hmm. about you put your child up for adoption and let them raise the child? That's what they want Mm -hmm. to do. I agree wholeheartedly. You don't just kill them off. You want to adopt a foster parent. Yeah, you know what? There is a lineup of people waiting in line to adopt kids. Mm-hmm. But they can't adopt kids, you know, because it's too long of a waiting list. Yeah, yeah I just, I know. more people want to adopt than there are kids to be adopted. Any one of them would love mm-hmm. to have the child that you don't want. Yeah, and yeah. what's going on is I have a coworker, Adrian. She and her husband... They have adopted two kids. And here's the fun part. Both of the kids are black. Adrian and her husband are white. Who the fuck Ain't nothing wrong with that. You know? No, there isn't. To paraphrase a quote I like to use, when we are cut, do we not all bleed red? Exactly. But I mean, I say I remember when I I remember when I first found out Adrian was going to adopt. I mean, everybody, ever I heard this loud noise in the break. I was like, "What the heck's going on?" It's like, "Oh, okay." But yes, yeah, she, um, she and her husband have adopted two kids. So, yeah, you want to know something? Ray Stevens summed it up in one of his songs. Red, yellow, black, white, they are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little mm-hmm. children of the world. And exactly. another part of that song goes, 
We shouldn't care about the length of the hair or the color of their skin. Mm-hmm. Just like those seven kids that that bitch out in Maricopa abused. They were all adopted. You were about the other day. Mm-hmm. Right. Hey, and a follow-up to that, YouTube, YouTube took her channel down. Not surprised. Good. So, but, That's you know, good. that is just totally disgusting. Yeah. And you know what? If you have a kid, there's a lot of drop boxes at firehouses, hospitals, police stations, where you could take that little innocent newborn and drop it off, no questions asked. Mm-hmm. Okay. Enough on that. Yeah. Okay, let's see what else right. I can find. Well, here's something fun. Um, some nice, tr- some more of the funny church signs. <laughs> oh, did I post that? No, uh, JJ did. But anyway, oh, JJ wants to know what happened. Uh, basically, what happened last night, JJ? We were trying to do our attention to one show, but let's just say the audio on Blog Talk Radio gave us so many fits, we had to call it. I couldn't hear Tim and Janet. They could not hear me. I tried everything under the sun, rebooting, cell phone and all, nothing worked. So it's like, okay, screw it. So we're going to do our attention to one next Wednesday. Correct. So we can make up for last night's fiasco. All right, well, anyway, anyway, um, I love these marquee. There's some fun marquee signs out of out of churches. Like, this one from Walnut Grove Baptist Church. Just love everyone. I'll sort them out later. God. Okay, did you post yes, the, signs, you the link to the signs in the chat, oh, Shirley? Anyway. I will right now. Yeah, I love this one. Whoever store AC units, keep one. It is hot where you're going. <laughs> I like the third one down. Forgive your enemies. It messes with their heads. Yeah. I like this one. You're the kind of person your pet thinks you are. Yeah, I like the oh. one under that. Catch up with Jesus. Let us praise and relish, relish him. Because he loves me from my head to my toes. To my yeah. toes. Yep. Oh, my. That's a good one. Catch up, catch up. Lettuce and relish and tomatoes. <laughs> That's a winner yeah. right there. I like this okay, one. I got, okay, I got, I got something when we get a minute here. Okay. This uh. This is something that would actually happen this past September, but I came across it today while doing the old Google Florida man followed by your birthday thing that's going around. So I hit up Florida man September 19th because that's my birthday. And this was the article that came up. I'm going to read the headline and then I will paste the link in the Facebook chat if somebody would please copy it to the BTR chat. So the instructions were to type in Florida man followed by your birthday. Florida man September 19th. And the headline on my article reads, Naked Florida man starts house fire after baking cookies on George Foreman grill. Okay. Yeah. You're going to roll your eyes. I would find that nothing working with me. For some reason, it won't work with me. This is a nice little short article, but it's going to have you rolling your eyes, as I did. So here's what mm-hmm. happened. <clears throat> Firefighters and police officers in Niceville, Florida, won't soon forget the night. They responded to a house fire caused by a naked man attempting to bake cookies on a George Foreman grill. And before I go on, let me point out, the fact that he was naked isn't even the 
the fact that he was even naked wasn't even the worst part. Uh, Firefighters received a report of a house fire on Date Palm Drive around midnight on September 12th, according to WFTV. When they arrived, an unclothed man opened the door, told firefighters, I'm sorry, and then shut the door. The police arrived a short time later, and this time the man opened the door and left it open. As officers made their way through the house, they saw several items burning. Authorities removed him from the home when he didn't seem to be concerned for his own safety. Now here's the punchline that you've been waiting for. Police said the man confessed he had drunk, and I kid you not, two liters of vodka and had been smoking Mm. marijuana since 9 p.m. God dang. Yeah. One liter would cause acute alcohol poisoning. Yeah, at least. He had attempted to extinguish the flames by placing towels over them. Unfortunately, he Mm. used dry towels and they too caught fire. The man did not suffer any injuries. I think, I, I think he uh, hopefully... He might not have any physical injuries, but I bet he was injured in many number of other ways. I bet he was... Um, mm-hmm. I bet you he was put on a 72-hour hold. Mm-hmm. He was probably sent to the Louis bin, too. I mean, like I said, uh, the fact that he was naked wasn't even the worst part. The worst part is that he drank two liters of vodka and uh, uh, marijuana. And then attempted to bake cookies on a George Foreman grill. Oh, my. Don't bake cookies on a George Foreman grill, huh? I have one out in my kitchen. The thing's paid for itself. But then you have to remember, when you drink two liters of vodka, you, you basically lose all self-restraint then this kind of thing is what happens. And that's what I get for doing the Florida Man Your Birthday thing. Well, this is not mine, but here's something else that happened down in Florida. Would you mind posting that in the chat, Shirley? Sure. This was posted yesterday. Florida man arrested, accused of shoving woman to get to egg rolls. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Come on, girl. Oh, good girl. Yeah. All right. Oh, so Doggies just came in the room. A Florida man okay. has been arrested after he allegedly shoved a woman when she wouldn't let him in the house to eat egg rolls. According to the offense report from the Milton Police Department, Okay, come on, you stupid ad. I don't need you. Okay. According to the offense report from the Milton Police Department, the victim stated 44-year-old Keith Johnson was drunk. She told him she did not want him in her home. The report says Johnson kept ringing the doorbell even after she told him she wasn't letting him in. The report says Johnson wanted to come in and eat egg rolls that were in the house, so the woman told him she would bring them out to him. That's when he allegedly shoved her inside the door, the report said. The victim told him he needed to leave, but she would leave the egg rolls by the car, the report says. Johnson allegedly admitted to pushing the victim, but did state that she also had slapped him, the report says. Johnson was arrested and charged with battery. He was ticketed to the Santa Rosa County Jail and is being held on a $500 bond. Hmm. People are. I don't want to be sure. I'll tell you this right now. If he was trying to go to after my mom's egg rolls, she would give him hell. Yeah, she. <laughs> and I have a feeling he wouldn't understand a word. A word yeah, that she, she was cursing. Saying. Yeah, cursing in Vietnamese. He would never. He wouldn't have a damn clue what she was saying. <laughs> Just, you mess with my mother. <laughs> oh. Oh, now that is sick. Where is that? Upland, California. Oh, wait a minute, Janet. Yeah. I, I never did finish. I didn't finish the, uh, the signs yet either. 
The what? Oops, sorry. Trump sign. Didn't mean to interrupt. That's all right. Oh, well. Welcome back to Welcome back to these times. Honk if you love Jesus. Text while driving if you want to meet him. Now, that's actually serious. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Jesus is watching, but the police have radar. Yep. Mm-hmm. Tweet others as you would like to be tweeted. Good one to keep up with today's times. Uh, too hot to keep changing signs. Sin bad. Jesus good. Details inside. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, here's a good one. Adam and Eve, the first people to not read the Apple terms and conditions. Oh, oh my. my. That one is a good one. That's a good one. Oh, and finally, corn oh. for old people. One dead corn stalk. <laughs> and that was the last one. Yeah. Well, uh, I love that another, one. The first people did not read the Apple terms and conditions. <laughs> another Phoenix Fan Fusion update. John okay. Delancey going to be here uh, here and doing autographs Saturday. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Um, I wonder. I wonder if Delance is going to have Discord coming from My Little Pony's final season. Uh huh. Because I always feel I always like Discord for some reason. Discord reminds me of Q. <laughs> oh, obnoxious and all, huh? Mhm. Boy, cannabis is getting into everything. The inventor of the Jelly Belly Jelly Beans? Hold on. Nice, love you. Okay. We love the you inventor too. of Jelly Belly has launched cannabis-infused jelly beans. I know CBS okay. is doing uh, something to uh, promote CBD and some of its products, too. Well, you know what? It works wonders. I had a really, really bad shoulder. You know, mm-hmm. from sleeping weird on it. So I took a couple yeah. drops of of CBD oil. Mm-hmm. Worked wonders. Oh, yeah, that's good. Uh-huh. That to me is but a good thing. There is nothing wrong with it. CBD oil, hemp oil, is the cannabis without the high. Mhm. You know. But okay, I'm trying to find another stormy. That's fine. Ooh. Let's see. another article picked out, but I didn't want to read it because we um, already had one depressing article. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Let's see. (laughs) This is an interesting story. Now, this may be from Fox News, but Tim, this could be right up your alley. Listen to this one. Thrift store warns buyers of haunted furniture. Reports of continuous nightmares from previous owners. Okay. That sounds like something for Haunted Road Media, Tim. No. What? That's a me. Oh, (laughs) boy. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, This is from the Associated Press. A North Carolina thrift store has earned $1,000 off a hand-carved dinner suit that may just be haunted. Now, this is the sign. It's from the head of the cap in the Manny Reese store of Rowan County. To this bedroom suite, Queen County bed, high boy chest of drawers, hand-carved in the 1950s, asking for $1,000. Uh, please note, previous owner reports that the high boy is haunted. He reports continuous nightmares for he and his wife while it was in their room. He also reports that the dogs would not stop barking at it. News outlets, news outlets report Habitat for Humanity, Rowan County's Restore, warned would-be customers that the previous owner reported he and his wife had continuous nightmares 
while the furniture was in their bedroom. The dogs were also suspicious of 1950s high void chest of drawers in Candy Bed, as they would not stop barking at it. <laughs> the store's director of operations, Elizabeth Brady, says two or other customers were intrigued and paid full price, but didn't believe the furniture was actually haunted. As Christian Housing Ministry, officials want to make full disclosure to buyers that the furniture was said to be haunted. <laughs> well, you got to give them credit. At least they're warning people that, hey, you know, if you buy this, this is reportedly haunted. Mm-hmm. There will be a lot of people out there who won't be happy if only to find, oh, this nice little piece of furniture I bought just brought it in the spawn of hell. Mm-hmm. Okay, now... um Something important here. If you have been a member of Project Alpha like I have, um, I don't know if you're aware of this, but Alpha itself will be shutting down at the end of the month. But the good news is I got an email, went to this link, and here's what it says. Dear valued Alpha member, as the Alpha service closure is approaching, we've got some exciting news. Not only do we want you to come join us on Twitch, which I'm already a member of anyway, we're thrilled to offer active Alpha subscribers who are not already subscribed to the Geek and Sundry Twitch channel a free subscription to our Twitch channel for the month of April 2019. If you are an active Alpha subscriber and are already currently subscribed to the Geek and Sundry Twitch channel, we can't offer you a free month subscription, but you can instead receive an exclusive Twitch emote in addition of your Alpha subscription tenure to your Twitch channel subscription tenure. If you're not already a Twitch account holder, you can click on the link and go to Twitch and sign up for free. Now, here's the catch. To take advantage of this offer, you need to be a Twitch account holder, and you must opt in using the button below that says I'm in by 2 p.m. Eastern or 11 a.m. Pacific on Monday, March 25th. And so he says, thanks for joining Team Alpha. We hope you will stick with us for all the fun adventures Team Twitch is sure to get up to. Your friends at Alpha. Now, the no only more, thing I'll miss you worrying no about, more, uh, I hope you mean no more talking tunes? I don't know yet. I'll have to wait and see on that one. But the good news is, talking tunes, Rob Paulson has it as a podcast um, on iTunes. So you don't get to see it, but at least you get to hear it. I need to get... I love to get to iTunes and look at that particular um, episode of Talking Tunes where he and Phil Lamar, uh, Phil, uh, Phil Lamar, you know, do the Samar jackets because I'll tell you right now, that part's uncensored. Oh, my. You actually get to hear the words. You get to hear the, you motherfucker. <laughs> Which reminds me, I just recently watched a video put out by HuffPost that uh, this might be, this was probably a good couple plus years old. That was every time Samuel L. Jackson says motherfucker. Oh, God, that's <laughs> over a bunch of times. Yeah, it, it, it was it was just a, it was a tune that almost nothing but motherfucker over and over and over again. It, it's actually kind of inspired me to want to check out a couple of his movies. Mm-hmm. Simply because he says that so much. One of them being the iconic Pulp Fiction, which I already own. I just haven't watched it. Now I have a reason to watch uh-huh. it. And the other one is one I don't own but would like to call Shaft. He says it in that one a bunch, too. They're in order. Maybe I can find the one with uh, what's his name, uh, Phil Lamar. If I can find it, I can download it. <laughs> what's his name? The one that did ah, the voice of Samurai is. Jack. Come here. You be quiet. Yeah. He's the one that did Samurai Jack, wasn't it? Yeah. Is 
somebody's a little unhappy because her pillow went to bed. Come here. <laughs> you behave yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay, guess what? I what? can still listen to the show when I take the dog out. Yeah. Because I think somebody has to answer nature's call. So keep talking. All right. It's the answer of nature's call. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. Oh, good. I have them all. Okay. Is that where you got your Samurai Jack clip from? Yeah. Oh, good. They're already downloaded on my... um. It's already downloaded on my um, computer. Nice. So that means I may be able, I could be able to find the uh, the uncensored version. <laughs> because it does say explosive. In other words, the uncensored version where he drops the F bomb. Huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, let's see. Oh, rats. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, boy, listen to this one. Petco means what it says. Man brings massive fear into Petco to test all these pets are welcome, Paul. A what? A steer? A steer. And this old, and you know where this is going to be? Texas. <laughs> Has to be. Only in Texas. And there's Ashley. <laughs> Hi, Ashley. Oh, no wonder the dogs were fussing. They didn't get a chance yeah. to go pee before. They didn't get a chance to go potty before they were shut up in the room with me. Oh, okay. Well, anyway. Okay. Oh. This took, yeah. This took place in Atascocita, Texas. And Petco really means what it says when all leash pets are welcome at its stores. Oliver Browning and Shelley Lumpkin put the policy to the test this week when they brought Oliver and Abigail Watusi steer into a Petco about 20 miles northeast of downtown Houston. The awesome crew at Petco Atascacita did not disappoint. They welcomed Oliver the Abigail Watusi with open arms, Browning said on Facebook. The staff members here are always super friendly and courteous to us. We really enjoy coming to this location, our favorite Petco by far. <laughs> well, that was a little bit of a challenge right there. Yeah. Well, here's something fun. Uh, Oliver actually has his own Facebook page, which describes him as fully trained and available for events. <laughs> Let's see. All of this exactly is a mystery, but the Livestock Conservancy says adults and Colby Latusi males can different scales of between 1,000 and 1,600 pounds. Damn. More the group says, yeah. More importantly, the group says these African cattle are docile. Always important when you pet steer is the size when your pet steer is the size of a compact car. And Oliver isn't the only unique critter to pay a visit to a pet goat. The world's largest rodent also stopped by. We had a, a capybara come visit us one day. Nick Nolan said on Facebook, "I love my Dallas pet goat." But boy, when they say when you say when they say all these pets are welcome, don't bring it. Like, well, it's all leash. <laughs> I bet you what the average person had connection this when that steer came walking through the door. Uh huh. All right. I know. Um. When you were getting your haircut, I went into this pet store. There was a couple of doors down mm-hmm. from the beauty shop. Uh-huh. I had this black lab. And he was just so patient when Mama and I handled the bearded dragon. But, you know, I wonder 
I wonder if PetSmart would have accepted that, surely. That's a good question. That is a very, very good question. Yeah. Oh, I got some good news. Um, I had to put in another order for my rice milk, okay, because I might, I'm down to like two cartons. It's like, uh-oh, I better order. I'm happy to say this time they got it right. I got all ten in one package, and the packages, the, the, the packages themselves look a whole lot better. Not perfect, but they sure are held an improvement over last time. So, so it's like, thank you for paying attention this time. <laughs> because believe me, if it happened again like it did last, like it did the first time, <laughs> I um, I would probably give them another earful. Without cursing, of course. Some people say you can go in a you think you're in a curse mode. It's like yeah, I'm in a curse mode, but it's like you know, when the case of Amazon's like. Thank you for finally getting there. I think what happened was I, e- I had emailed them that complaint before, and I think they realized that after what happened, I was. they said, don't mess this up, please. <laughs> so, like, please do not mess this up. Get out from there. Sorry, my Cosmo decides he's demanding attention. Uh oh. Alright, right, listen to this. If anybody has Powerball where they are, the jackpot is now $625 million. Ooh. Oh my. Nobody wins. Yep. I bet it, you it'll approach a billion by next week. Yeah. And right now it's the fourth largest in lottery's history. <laughs> We've got Powerball where we are. Lucky you, I still don't have one yet. (laughs) Yeah. What are you doing, huh? What are you doing down there? I have no idea. Let's see. Um, I don't know. See, I probably told you this, but uh, Asher Angel, who plays the younger Billy Batson in the new Shazam movie, which I'm going to be seeing Saturday night, he's coming to Dragon Con. So we've got Billy Batson and his alter ego both going to be there. So I was like, that's cool. Oh, uh, Tim, I don't know if you heard this or not, but one of the Game of Thrones actresses suffered an aneurysm. Nope, haven't You're heard anything about who. that. Uh, who? Yeah. She played it's Princess. It's Amelia one of the Clark. What, what, yeah! was her, what was her name in the yeah. show? Daenerys Targaryen. She was the one that... Um, that controlled the dragons. Yeah, yep. the Nerissa She was the one that suffered an aneurysm. Actually, she suffered two. That? She suffered two aneurysms. I just caught part Hold of it. Hold on. How the aneurysm? I don't know how the hell to spell aneurysm. Thank you. I got it. Yeah, she almost died from brain aneurysms. And she just talked, she just literally talked about, I just saw it on the news literally tonight. So did I. That's why oh I, you know, my. timid one to yeah, know this. Yeah, so here, I'm going to, I found the story, so I'm going to put this into both chats here. Okay. And it's and not fake a little news bit either. No, it's not, by far. Uh, Game of Thrones actress Amelia Clark penned an emotional essay revealing that she suffered two brain aneurysms, one in 2011 after filming the first season of the hit HBO series and another in 2013 following the third season of the show. 
In a lengthy article for The New Yorker, the 32-year-old actress who plays Daenerys Targaryen on Game of Thrones said she suffered her first aneurysm while in the locker room of the gym in North London in February 2011. I was so fatigued that I could barely put on my sneakers. When I started my workout, I had to force myself, myself for the first few exercises, she wrote. Then my trainer had to get me into the plank position, and I immediately felt as though an elastic band was squeezing my brain. I tried to remove the pain and push the foot, but I just couldn't. Barb said she left the workout class, and once she made it back to the locker room, she became violently, voluminously ill. A woman in the locker room came over to see if Clark needed help, and the next thing Clark said she remembers was somebody calling her parents and telling them to meet her at the hospital. The actress, who said that acting has always been her dream, was diagnosed with a subarachnoid, no wait, subarachnoid. Arachnoid. You, you pronounced it right the first time. Okay. Subarachnoid hemorrhage, a life-threatening type of stroke caused by bleeding into the space surrounding the brain, and would need a minimally invasive surgery that did not require doctors to cut open her skull. Over the next month, Clark was hospitalized. She suffered from vision issues, unbearable pain, and memory loss. I never experienced fear like that, a sense of doom closing in. I could see my life ahead, and it wasn't worth living. I am an actor. I need to remember my lines. Now I couldn't recall my name, she wrote. According to the Brain Aneurysm Foundation, aneurysms are fatal in about 40% of cases, and of those who survive, just over 60% suffer permanent neurological deficits. Uh, 15% of the people who had brain aneurysms died before reaching the hospital. The actress said she suffered a second brain aneurysm in 2013 in New York for a place she was in. Uh, after going to the doctor for a brain scan, Clark said she was told that a growth on the side of her brain that she became aware of during her first hospital stay had doubled in size and required surgery. This time, they needed access to my brain the old-fashioned way, through my skull. And the operation had to happen immediately, she wrote. I said the procedure left her looking as though she had been through a war more gruesome than any that Daenerys experienced. I emerged from the operation with a drain coming out of my head. This of my skull had been replaced by titanium, she wrote. Clark, who wrote that she previously asked by a who was previously asked by a reporter about her health troubles but denied it, said she is now ready to tell her truth in full. She also said she has taken up another passion besides acting, helping people recover from brain injuries and strokes through a charity she helped develop called Sandy <clears throat> You. Wow. I thought the aneurysms were right. recent. Yeah. But, but that's right. that is scary. You almost didn't mm-hmm. have Daenerys there, Tim. Yeah. I don't know what I would have done otherwise. Mm-hmm. Well, thank goodness Daenerys will be back for one last season. Now I can just afford the Blu-rays when they eventually come out. Uh-huh. Oh, excuse me. Well, anyway, we are almost out of time. And, Already? Uh, the yeah, the good news is, I think the things will be back to normal. I'll probably be on my cell phone again tomorrow night. Because I'm directing it and working like shit. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, tomorrow will be tomorrow will be all our review and naughty Mad Lib show. Bring as much of your naughty as you possibly can. We will to have them. <laughs> all right, so anyway, um, please remember to follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Our handle is DCA underscore TIP. And follow us on our website, beyondtheairwaves.weebly.com. If you ever miss an episode, there are three ways to catch up. First, there's the Stitcher.com app, available on iTunes, Google Play, and the Amazon Kindle Store. Second, you can listen to or download full episodes of the show from blogtalkradio.com. And finally, you can find us on iTunes. Just do a search in the podcast from Beyond the Airwaves, and you'll find many of our episodes there. So with that in mind, I'm going to say love, peace, and chicken grease. Everybody have a great night. Sleep well. Stay safe. And we'll see you tomorrow for the all review and Naughty Madness Show. Naughty. Yeah. Oh, oh, pee pee and hamburger. <laughs> hamburger. All right, that's all for tonight. But remember, you, I almost had him. I had him. I almost had him. <laughs> you stuttering prick, you. Shut up! That's one. I'm I am the
I am the knight. I am. And finally. This is the voice of the Mysterons. We know you can hear us, Earthmen. Shut up! Don't! Alright, that's all for the night. Have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow. Night, y'all. Shanna. Shanna.